All right, and hello everybody to the Under Starters Orders podcast. We are very unfortunately without Chris Telford tonight, so you are stuck with myself, Andy Cummins. Um, sincere apologies for that, but I am joined by the fantastic Declan Carl. How you doing, lads? And Mr. Stephen Edward. Good evening. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, so a bit of a tough week. You know, um, after you know losing Pat Smullen, uh, some horrendous gambles being landed crooks in Ireland, but um, oh, it's it's been a tough week for the industry apparently. But um, I don't know, a joke. Fair play to to Rona McNally for for that to that gamble. I just wanted to give him a quick shout out at the top of the show. Um, so I'm going to jump into this as quickly as possible, gents. Um, we're going to jump into Friday's card at Newmarket. The three o'clock is the Shadwell Rockville Stakes, a Group Two for fillies over seven furlongs. Um, and this just this really just looks like a, a match uh, between Isabella Giles, the prestige stakes winner at Goodwood, versus the regally bred Monday of Aidan O'Brien out of the fantastic race mare Bally Doyle. Um, she's by Fastnet Rock. She won a listed race on only her second start last time out the Bally Lynch Stakes on Irish Champions Weekend only two weeks ago. Um, is this a straight match deck, or do you see anything that could maybe trouble the protagonist? <coughs> Uh, no, I, I think it is. I think it is a match. And um, Monday obviously came on an awful lot the last day when she won at Leopardstown, uh, as as a lot of O'Brien's runners do. It's it's still hard to know where this filly is at and and how consistent she's going to be. Uh, I can't help but think she's the price she is and she's the short favourite. You know, because of connections. And um, there's no John Gosden horse in this race. And I, I think maybe, I don't know. I, I maybe would have Isabella Giles' favourite, and um, she she skipped away the last time, and she really appreciated the step up in trip. Like she she appre- I think she appreciated appreciated the step up in trip. I know she was beat by San Santosha, but definitely appreciated the step up in trip more than Santosha will. And I think she's she's. She should be favourite. Um, looking at the others, like the the Alba Rose is probably going to take them along. Um, and I I think if if she was to keep up the gallop, she'll probably be outstayed by the better horses. Um, but she could be being a, a lot further out than that as well. And uh, Nazuna probably wants to go further again. Coming back up to seven is needed, but you know probably. Either wants to step up or, or just isn't good enough. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think the market is is wrong here. I, I like Isabella Joel. All right, Jack. Yeah, um, I I don't see. I I couldn't really put you off her. Um, I was just wondering maybe is that rating of one hundred and five possibly flattered by by the really really testing ground she encountered at Goodwood? As we all know, Bellardo, um, he had a set of gills himself. He absolutely loved bottomless ground. Uh, but look, the ground conditions may be different. Steve, do you have any input on this? Yeah, a little, only a little bit, mate, really, to be honest. I suppose with Isabel Giles' is seven-length victory in the prestige stakes, the question mark about that race is, did, did Pomelo underachieve? She was the favourite that day, backed off the balls as well as if defeat was out of the question. I think you were you was quite strong yeah. as well, oh, yeah. if yeah. I remember rightly. <laughs> and um probably but 
Monday sort of it's the brings that get sort of we can already see it in the game. Is it on name or on Breen? I don't know. I, I probably think Isabella Josh is definitely watching Breen for me. Yeah, yeah, Isabella Giles, she does have the experience edge, obviously, with four runs under her belt, improving all the time. Monday, I don't see why she wouldn't handle Newmarket as well. Her, her damn Bally Doyle, she, she was a seven furlong maiden winner, actually. She came over on the boat winner maiden uh, for Aidan O'Brien um, over this exact course and distance. Um, and am I right in saying she, she, I'm sure she did run in the Guineas, did she? Bally Doyle? Yeah, um, uh, she, she won the French, didn't she? She won the French guineas. I don't think she ran at Newmarket, though. I, I could be wrong. Oh, no, no, that's actually, I am completely wrong. She won the Marcel, yeah, she won the Marcel Boussa. She won a debut um, this, and then I think she was late, second yeah, or third in the English guineas behind Meinig. It was Meinig guineas. Yeah, so, look, I don't really have an opinion on this race. I, I wouldn't put you, you gents off. Yeah. Full ground that year. Right. Uh, so yeah, look, I, I think Monday could be the one to be with here, but I'll be probably on the fence. What say you, Declan? Uh look, it's it's not really a betting race for um Isabella Giles. Stay for you. I'm going to go with a fashionable one. I think I just think Monday it's there, the breeding's there. She's in the right race. Uh, and it's not, like I say, Goodwood was heavy that day when Isabella Giles bolted up and with Pomelo not performing that done. Yeah, yeah I think I'd be quite reluctant there myself. Look, Deck, you, you seem the most Monday confident there with Isabella Giles, so we, we probably swing there. Um, so we jump on then to the next race on the card on Friday, which is the 3.35, the Shadwell Joel Stakes over a mile. And I've, I've actually thought this race was a seven furlong race for so long. I've referenced this as a seven furlong race on, on previous pods, so I do apologise. Um, and again, it looks like it's a possible match between the 2000 Guineas winner, Kamiko, who would kind of want to break his fourth wall at this stage. He's, he's been fourth on his last three runs. All in Group 1 company, and he is up against last year's winner and the re-opposing Ben Battle, who we had um, a, a fanfare over a couple of weeks ago before he was taken out of the celebration mile at Goodwood. Um, and we see the likes of Top Rank, who seems to be coming in from bigger prices, very, very progressive, Dark Angel Colt for James Tate. And you can really kind of have any price you want about the others. Maybe t- um, Tills it in there as well, the, the glorious Goodwood winner. Um, with, a, with a very fair mark of 111, he's going uh, only one way as well. So four very respectable runners, but at the same time, you see Kamiko and Ben Battle here, Steve. Um, you, you would, you'd be surprised if these two didn't fill the first two spots, wouldn't you? That was it, yeah. Certainly, I would be. I was like you as well. I, thought this was a, I, was, I think we just got, got the challenge stakes mixed up, didn't we, with this? But... Uh... The challenge stakes, yeah, but um, I'm really strong on Ben Battle when he tries. I'm just looking at the betting now, and Kamiko has been was I think as big as about four to one seventy two in the week. It's now it's now clear favourite for me. It's a, it's a bit when they've been been up against the the top the top goers every 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 race over. It's, it's gone from the Guineas to the Derby. 
it's then running the Sussex Stakes and then gone back to the Judmont International. Is this is it like this after a consolation or a bit of a fact finding mission to find out what what we're going to do with it? Or I'm not too sure. I, I wouldn't be keen on taking it on at seven to four, fifteen to eight. I think Ben Battle is is battle hard, and you know what he's going to do. Frankie's going to go off in front. Which is another thing's worth mentioning as well. Frankie won for Godolphin again, which doesn't happen very often now. But top rank, I think he needed all of the mile at Haydock. I think he was quite far back. He was bustled along. I, I don't think you can do that in this in this race. I think Ben Battle's going to make it a real test. He, he's going to go off at a quick pace. He's probably going to try and Frankie's going to try and wind it up two or three out. Get Kamiko off the bridle. It's a match, but for me, Ben Battle. Is a clear pick, but I do actually think Regal Reality at twelve to one is a bit of an insult. He's got some top form in some of the best races. I'm not so sure why he's points behind uh, top rank and tills it. I see. Yeah, um, it is. It's you know I wouldn't be surprised if top rank and and tills it actually you know did give them a, a good race. But but Declan, what what do you think here? Yeah, look, I know we were. Waxing article about Ben Battle, but he he is a genuine Group One horse, and he probably would have won Group Ones in in Britain if he had a run in them. But he spent a lot of time abroad. But that race, the last day, he was sort of you know, it was a bit of an all boys club, wasn't it? There wasn't any, you know, it was it was the same horses knocking around, and none of them are really as as good as him. And he was a, a really backable price that day, but. I think I don't think it's a it's a fact finding mission for Meco. I think it's probably a recovery mission to drop down into Group Two company. I I think you've got two Group One horses in this race. It's it's a good Group Two, um, and Kameko won the Guineas. You know, you you could say which that was unlucky, but he's come out and he's won a couple of weeks ago, um. I just you know, he's gone to the derby. He's he's the, he ran in the the Judgment International, but the, the race at Goodwood was a great race, and he was arguably unlucky there, and he finished fourth. Like you know, that was that was really good race. I I still liked the, the three or all milers and um, this season, and uh, I think I think he's good value here at, at five to two. Um, I think Ben Battle's gone. You know he. he I think Kameko has a good one in him and Ben Battle's running into probably something he, he didn't expect to run into tomorrow. Um, if there is to be a fly in the ointment, I think it will be Tills it. He'll obviously have to step up. If any of them are going to step up, I, I think he'll be the one. But um, I'd be quite confident about Kameko here tomorrow. Oh, that's very interesting, Declan. I, I would just have to bring up, I, I do think O'Shea Murphy is the X factor here. Um, obviously, he's contracted for, with Qatar Race and he has to ride Cameco. I would re- like, and you know, he has won a, a classic on Cameco as well. But, uh, don't get me wrong, but I would love to know what he thinks about Ben Battle because obviously he has a very close relationship with that horse as well. Um, and that's why we see Frankie Dettori on him here. Cameco will, or O'Shea Murphy will know what to do on Cameco in order to beat Ben Battle. He knows there, there's nothing Ben Battle possesses that O'Shea Murphy does not know. Now, the only thing I would see here is that Ben Battle is, is very likely going to get his own way out in front here and Frankie de Tory on the rolly mile. 
it is it is a track you can very very easily make all on you can get away from your your rivals on this track it, it you, we see it time and time again um oh it is it's it's a fascinating race it's really good to see Kamiko in here i would love to know what happens next for these two where where both will go could we see Ben Battle actually take him on the Breeders' Cup Classic or something like that because we did see him on the dirt in Maidan Ooh, it, it, it's from yeah it, it's fascinating it really is it's a fantastic race I would yes good point it would be a kind, it would be kind of disappointing to see a six year old beat a classic winner wouldn't it you, would you think gents yeah It would, but but he's got all. He's been. He's a great yeah, but I, I just think form isn't with Winks, and it's uh, it's a real old stalwart, isn't he? He's not like you're running the mill six year old. He's, he's not. He's not like a little glitters, is he? You know, no disrespect to, to an also absolutely love. But he has. Uh, he's, yeah. he's he's been everywhere, isn't he? I I, I just think he he's been judged he's on you know more so on on you, the Derby yeah. Fort and the the international run. And it just looks like he doesn't stay. He looks like an out-and-out miler. Um, uh, and look, they, they all sort of got it wrong in the international. You know, we, we mentioned before, um, Gaia came to the middle of the track and none of them followed. Like, you know, they all, mining got, you know, got it wrong. The, um, the winner the last day. I put a line through the, 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 the race over 12 and the, ra- the race over 10. And, um, and then you look at Goodwood, and he was, you know, there were, there's excuses there at Goodwood, but that was a really good race. Uh, that's not a, a bad fort. And, you know, I think that all, all the form is there. Um, I think his form is, 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 is fairly hot, like, you know, over a mile. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And mine on the track, I know he's a Guinness winner. The Sussex, he was unlucky. This one's sort of come off like looked like the one before Stanley. Just, I just the course, and I, like I think you're getting uncontested leads, you know. And mm. I think Royal Lodge, like, I assume was the first to say he was he made soon in the race. I think he has to be left to the last minute, and I'm not sure comfort tomorrow. I think he'll be pulled and a couple of furlongs out. There might be his undoing. Especially if he's wide, and Frankie's got a. I yeah, I I'd be with Ben Battle myself. I like I said it in, in, at Goodwood. His his record fresh is is just fantastic. It, it's really really it's so impressive, and um, it's 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 borderline. It's an advantage, and um, that 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 the fact that he's fresh, and um, so I would be with him. And um, Jack, I'm right in saying that you're with Camico. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And stay Ben Battle. Is is Steve's connection bad? I think Steve's connection is bad, yeah. I thought it was mine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> oh boy, it's not my Wi-Fi tonight. <laughs> All right. So we're going, to... we're going to move on to Saturday, gents. And um, this is basically the day with all the two-year-olds and the Cambridgeshire as well. Um, a really, really good day's race. One of my personal favourites on the card because this is always, it's always a, a, a day that you can always cite back to, especially looking at races like the 2000 Guineas next year. Um, even the Derby in, in relation to the Royal Lodge. It's, it's just a really, really good card. Um, and we will start off with the Royal Lodge for the two-year-olds over a mile, two-year-old Colts. A small but select field here of Cove, Gear Up, New Mandate, Ontario, and Pleasant Man. Um, Cove is just about your favourite here, around five to two. We have Gear Up and New Mandate in there, around three to one apiece. Ontario seven to two, Pleasant Man seven to one. Um, and Cove, his form really, really stacks up. It's starting to look better and better as time goes on. Uh, gear up and new mandate. Their form ties in very, very closely with Royal Scimitar of Clive Cox's boat. They've uh, both of those uh, gear up and new mandate have beaten that particular horse by three and a half lengths in two separate races. Uh, so it might be very, very hard to split them. Then you know Ontario and Pleasant Manor kind of unknowns. I, I know Ontario's had four starts, but I, I will get to that a little bit later. But um, Deck, what do, what do you think here about with these five runners? You're, I, I'd say you're a cold man. I, I would imagine is that so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am. Um, it's a tidy little race, isn't it? You know, there's plenty of farm. You you can you can make a case and you can twist it whatever way you want here to to your own fancy. But I suppose I I've used Cobb a few times, um, to to pick out horses, and and they've gone in. So you know, I'm a bit disappointed. Um, to to see the price, but it's obviously because. But it's obviously because I've been talking about them for weeks now. Um, no, it's, look, it's obviously because Fancy Man and, and Chindid have won. And there, there's, not, there's not loads to go on, but there's an, enough about each one of them to make a case. It's, it's an interesting race. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd be sticking with Cove here. Um, probably no bet, but you know, I, I, hope, I hope Cove goes in and, and that form really, really starts to stack up now. I would probably be agreeing with you there, Deck, myself. I, I love Cove. Um, if his form with Chindit and Fancy Man, what Fancy Man has done, what Chindit has done, it really, really looked nice. I think Gear Up and New Mandate, they're very, very hard to split on what they have shown. Their form is so, so similar. Like, if after ratings, like the handicapper was really, really impressed with New Mandate, rated 108 um, at Doncaster, Gear Up rated 105. But if you were giving me a match bet with Gear Up getting three pounds, I would definitely, definitely be with him. Um, Ontario, Ontario, you know he's he's a real dark horse because obviously Aidan O'Brien's two year olds were a little bit behind. He didn't appreciate the soft ground last time out. Went twenty to one, but you know he ran really well behind Max Sweeney and a Group Two at the Curra. Like he's the type of horse that he could end up derby favourite after this race, or he could be tailed off in the Royal Lodge itself, and I wouldn't be surprised with either result. Pleasant man set, so, um, he won over seven at, at Haydock on soft ground, the good ground Royal Lodge. It might happen a bit too quick for him, in my personal opinion. Um, Steve, do you have any any opinion on, not, on the race? Not, not a lot, really. I think I think Cobb's, Cobb's quite short, if I'm honest. Uh, he's got the full muslin with Chindit, but 
the fascinating one for me is is the Charlton horse. It's quite highly tried, isn't it, for a second run? He normally likes to, after a maiden, nick, a, nick like a conditions race or something like that, or a listed. But mm. Pleasant Man's gone straight into the deep end there. Like, Son of Galileo won really well on debut. The money was down as well. It was a little bit of give that day. Um, it's, it's not really a betting race for me. I think you could argue that Ontario probably, with if you look for a line through Cadillac, it probably probably should be close to favouritism in my opinion but it's just a small input I think I think Ontario a pleasant man would be the two I'd take against the field which sounds like a bit of a piss take with five runners but <laughs> <laughs> I think um, if you put a gun to my head I'd, I'd take a little chance on pleasant man I just think Charlton's in form as well he's he's, he's having a few runners and a few winners and it's an interesting well, run for me there's been a bit of money uh, for it as well. Eight or nine to one in a week is about eleven to two. Whether that's because the field's cut up, I'm not too sure. But I'd say it is more so because the field is cut up. Yeah. But look, if you're taking two, you might have a chance of getting through the play spot. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm, against, um, I'm against Cove anyway. Let's let's, let's, let's put that down. <laughs> ooh, you see, this is the funny thing because, um, in my opinion, Cove's the better the weekend here. In my opinion, I just think he's. I think it's the best form in England, personally. That that form, not even his winning form, probably the form behind Chindit. Oh, yeah. it, it's just, I get it. You know, I think Chindit um, won by anything that day. You know, but, um, yeah. No, I I totally get that. But what he did at Salisbury, beating a listed winner as well, like he's he's just a horse going one way. I'm a bit, now, to be honest, he's by Cody there out of a royal applause mare. I'm a little bit surprised they're trying. Like they tried a mile last time, obviously, but. I would have thought this would be a horse that might get mile in his three-year-old career. He clearly gets it well. Don't know if he want to be going much further than a mile, but in my opinion, I, I'd be sweet in him. I like, and it takes nothing away from New Mandate and Gear Up. New Mandate has improved at a rate of knots, and Gear Up, you know, um, Jim Bolger, like Bolger's really responsible for this pedigree. He's, he's related to like a guaranteed. Um, it, it's a very very nice. He's a very very nice colt. Probably one for next year, like they all. Pretty much would be. Uh, Deck, um, have you? Are you going to sit in the fence, or are you going to be with Cove here? Oh no, sure, I have to be with Cove. No, we don't sit in the fence. No, no, you hate the fence, right? Two for Cove, and then stay as half the field. Am I right? Yeah. Everyone else. Everyone with <laughs> Cove. I like Pleasant Man's a fascinating runner for me. Yeah, no, I, I would, I, I would agree. And um, he might need a bit more time, though. He might need um, to a bit more experience. Agreed. Right. The first group one of today is the Chiefly Park Stakes. Six furlongs, group one, four to Phillies. Um, respectable nine going to post with um, some some very, very nice fillies. Some really, you know, experienced fillies. Like everything out of alcohol free, except for alcohol free, has had three or more starts. Um, for herself only having two. You know, a couple of new ownerships here. It looks like Aloha Star has changed ownership. Uh, Miss Amulet has been, been uh, purchased by the Coolmore boys. We'll, we'll run in uh, um, I think John Magner's Mother's Colours, if I'm not mistaken, or Tabor. Um, yeah, Miss, Mrs. Doreen Tabor. So, um, very, very interesting purchase there. The, the 11 grand filly, she was probably, that's probably the finest return on investment you'll probably see all season. Um, Steve, do you have anything here? Do you, anything you fancy? Uh, I really like the favourite, but I'm just I'm a bit worried about Newmarket for a she looked like a world beater ascot, didn't she, Dandala? Um, 
then only scraped home with the, uh, was it Cherry Hinton? I'm going to call it Duchess of Cambridge nowadays, don't Duchess I? of Cambridge now, yeah. But, um, yeah, Fev, Fev Rovers since one in France, I believe. Santosh has well, done okay, but... Then Darla for me at the moment. Uh, Miss Amulet won the, won the York race. Happy Romance has sort of gone from group race to sales race to group race to sales. She must have run about 12 times, but... If, if if this was before York, you'd probably say Sacred would probably be close to favouritism, wouldn't you? But the fact she's probably been to the world a few times would be against her. Um, Colton needed every sort of inch of the the six furlongs at air. So Newmarket would probably suit her, you know, get the uphill finish. But um, very, very boringly, I think Dandala, she, we probably ain't seen the best of her yet even, you know. Going back on her last run probably wasn't probably wasn't as good as her Ascot run. My one slight worry about Dandala, maybe we haven't seen her in seventy eight days. How precocious was she? Uh, being by Dandy Man, very very impressive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I was wondering back to um, what was the filly kept winning the Group One races the last couple of years? Did she not have a break after from before she won at Newmarket at the end of the year? <coughs> I've forgotten her bloody name now. Sprinter, Moiler. Well, one of the what, French what ladies, Carl Burke. Lawrence? She won the Matron, didn't she, when he, up, he upset the owners? Lawrence? Yeah. Did she not have a break at the same sort of time with her two-year-old career? She may well have. I'd have to go back and check that now. Um, yeah, I'll check well. Do what it might have been in a three-year-old career. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm just going to anyway. You want to know what she did for breakfast next? <laughs> <laughs> Where did she go on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself here, Deck? Any fancies? Um, I just don't think the farm, Dandala's farm, is 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 really stacking up. Um, peace and Tosha by less than a length. I, I just don't think that the, the farm is there. Uh, Miss Samuel was favourite. Have they? Have they? Um, Dandala only been backed into favourite today. We've got joint right? favourites, really. It kind of depends where you look. Dandela and Miss Amulet, they're flip-flop independent yeah. where you look. And then you've got Happy Romance and Sacred, a point or two, just a uh, point or two bigger, really. Yeah. Look, oh, if, if Miss Amulet um, holds up her form, she's got two of them behind her anyway. Um, uh, I, I just don't, you know... She she probably is she probably is the the worthy favorite for me, uh, but the two I prefer to I I'd rather I'd like to take the the top two on the market on with either one of Aloha Star and Happy Romance, um like Aloha Star Aloha Star has some nice form. The run in the Phoenix I still think the Phoenix is a good race. There's a lot of lot of excuses coming out of the national stakes. And I think they're genuine excuses. Um, and she was second. Uh, well, she was second past the post in, in the Phoenix Stakes. Uh, I think that that's a very good run. Uh, and she she's coming here now. Happy Romance. It's whether this 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 you know she either blitz them or be outstayed. You know, will she like this stiff six four longs? But you know. What what price we like it? Um, I'm just looking here. 
Happy Romance is, is five to one, and the lowest start is twelve to one. Like they're they're the better bet for me than than the top two on the market. You can definitely pick holes and Dandala. You can find reasons um to get her beat. Miss Amulet, you know, yeah, if she runs the farm, but I still want to take her on. Um, and I like that Phoenix Stakes farm. And a low has there, twelve to one. I think that that's very good value. Mark's boosted the form as well, isn't it? Mm. I could definitely wear yeah, a lower star. She, it, the the price is very very respectable. Like you could definitely definitely see a run a while. I I I would agree with that. And um, for me, I love Miss Amulade. Like what she did in the louder, I thought was really really impressive. Now I don't think Sacred stays. I still don't think she stays six furlongs. Um, and I think their hands may be kind of tied. She was just touched off in the Flying Childers and there's no real other options over five unless they want to run in the Ave or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. So their hands are kind of tied. There's black type on offer, but I, I just ultimately see her being outstayed. Yeah. Dandala. Yeah. Yeah, Dex? No, I was just going to say, um, sorry, Andy, like, you, you, what you said about Miss Amulet there, she is everything you like to see in the Philly. Like she's tough and she's hard, and and usually when they are tough and hard, they're consistent. Mm. You know, like Phillies can be like, they can be like you know, regular women at times. Like, you know what I mean? They're they're very inconsistent, <laughs> but um, she she is tough and hardy. So I think she's a worthy favourite. But I just I just like that value, and uh, with a low house there. Mm. No, I, 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 I actually semi agree with you. To, to be brutally honest, Deck, I, I love Miss Amulet, but there's another one that I'm, I'm looking at at a double figure price as well. And Happy Romance actually beat her at Salisbury last time out, and that's Andrew Balding, alcohol free, uh, the No Name Never Philly, maybe kind of cleverly named No Name Never Alcohol Free. But look, um, anyway, that's one thing for another book. Um, this Philly, I, I like was only her, se- only her second start, and she ran Happy Romance who is as tough as a two-pound steak at this stage. She's she's had plenty of runs. You know, experience may have told there, and I do think alcohol-free will get a lot closer to happy romance. Now, she's doubled the price around 10 to 1. She has to improve mightily again. Don't get me wrong. I, I completely understand that. But I, I do feel like that this is a Philly going places, and this may be... She's the most unexposed in the field in, in the sense that she's only had two runs. So that's where I think I'd be looking. It's not really a race I'd want to be getting too involved in. I think it's a very, very competitive renewal. It's a real healthy renewal. Um, but I do quite like alcohol free at an each way price. So she would be my selection here. Um, Steve, who, who would you be with here? I'm with the favourite, Andy. But as boring as that is, I just think the, the Ascot run, there's rain in London and lots like south east. Right. So that's Dan Dalla. So it, it does depend where you look. Dan Dalla's clear favourite. I'm at, not... He's back in two again. <laughs> <laughs> you want any more? We haven't really... <laughs> what did you think of Uncolton from last week? It needed it like it looked like hard work, but it was probably mm. quite cozy in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know if that was a strong race. It, it's it's a bit unfair to kind of say that there wasn't a lot of highly rated fillies going into it. She made kind of hard work of it. This race is only a week later. She may have had a hard race. Yeah, um, just think it's interesting. So I, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be avoiding that now. And yeah. Deck, who would your who would your selection be here? Oh, Dick Madalo. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm. You know, I'm sorted between the two. Yeah, a lot of start. Yeah, 
Perfect. And Steve, are you sure you don't want the odd numbers? We can give you one, three, five, seven, nine. Ten dollar. Ten dollar. Right. And now we have the Judmont, the, the Colts equivalent, the Judmont Middle Park Stakes over six furlongs, group one. Um, and we have eight going to post here, so one horse less. And it is a kind of an interesting trend trend here. Half the field are by first season sires, uh, Char- Charter House by Charming Tot, uh, Method Minzal and Supremacy by Memas, and the Learjet by Prince of Lear. So quite exciting for the first season sires. That looks like one of them is going to get off to the red hot start with a group one winner in their first crop. Um, but maybe not because there is Uncle Mo, Lucky Vega, um, tactical um, in there as well and Lipizaner obviously as well of Aidan O'Brien who's a horse I just I, I can't really get enough of him I, I think he's a monster I, I think we, we're yet to see the best of him but Deck, where would you be going here? Um, oh, first of all I think the top two in the market are, are there to be beat um, Method and, and Minzal taking a like, like they've both they've both beaten Mystery Smiles by about three lengths each and and they're both their joint favourites. Well, their joint favourites are what I'm looking at here. Uh, I just, you know, I, I'm just gonna go back to the Phoenix Stakes again. Like you know, I, I think that the farm is is much better there, and that that will bring the Learjet into it. Who who ran a cracker? Um, finished toward behind a low class star, but. What was it? It was a short head, and um, he actually he got second in the end. He's he's quite good value now. Look, this is whether he's going to turn up. You know, the last day I think we touched on him, and he drifted and drifted and drifted, and he's drifting again now. Tens out to twelves. Like I don't know whether this horse starts to get nervous coming up to the big day, or what's wrong with him. Like you know, what I mean, he might suffer with his nerves, but. Uh, the way the betting is going, he could be a non-runner again. But if he does turn up, um, I think he's good value. But then you have to say, Lucky Vega, Lucky Vega you know, 130 is, is probably the best. Um, so, yeah, Lucky Vega will probably finish ahead of, of the Learjet, if you like, in each way bet. I think... Uh, there's good value there about the, the Learjet. Just just to continue the form with Lucky Vega, Charter House is big, big odds here. And the reason I don't, I'm not putting them up as value is I just don't think he has the excuses as some of the others have in the national stakes. It was, it was a bit of a messy race and a lot of them just didn't get room, didn't get the run. But I don't think he has that excuse. The other one, O'Brien's, has, you know, there's some form there to put him in the mix. Um, 14 to 1, I'm looking at here. That could be decent value. You'd be sort of rolling the dice at that one, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Lucky Vega beat the Learjet again here. So, is there, are we getting into forecast territory here? Ooh, can, can I... Be able to, to double that up with the with Aloha Star and have the whole Phoenix Stakes first three home. If if you're trying to, I don't know if you, if you have um, enough money to get to, to buy a horse or something, maybe have your own runner yeah. in the middle park next year, maybe. Yeah, look, I, I you know what I, I was unsure on this race until I started talking and I wrote a load of little points down here, but 
as I was talking, I was like, well, it's all pointing towards Lucky Vega, isn't it? Um, if, if you're willing to agree that the national stakes was messy, there's excuses there, um, and the Phoenix stakes was a good race, it's all pointing to Lucky Vega. And, and the Learjet, you know, if Aloha Star goes in the race before, I, I would, yeah, I, I would be, might have a decent punt on the, the forecast. Uh, look, I, I, I could never put someone off a, a, a mad bet like that. So, um, Steve, what say you here? Um, I, you may want to take a punt at one of the big prices uh, here, or so if you go back to last year, last week's race, it was like Riven Master was like was the, the group form was the favourite, wasn't it? Like this week, you got Method his favourite, and he sort of the listed horse like going up in grade. I know you're a big fan. For me, Lucky, I'm surprised Lucky Vegas not two to one shot. Like it's bolted up in the Phoenix Stakes. I've kept saying, like I've been saying since the national, was it unlucky? I, I think it definitely was unlucky. Would it have beat Thunder Moon? Probably not. Would it have been second? I think so. Uh, Deck was just talking about Charras. I, I backed him yesterday each way at fifty to one. Um, I, I don't think he's a winner. But the thing was, I think if you look at his race behind. Military style and the second round, I think it was at Leopardstown. What was it, Nice? Uh, and then last, the National Stakes last time, I think the drop in trip will probably suit it. You know, he's got that experience over mm. seven. He seems to have been tiring over seven. He's a very strong traveler as well. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just, like, like I said, I backed it. It's more like speculative. I've had a five reach by at 50s. I'm not expecting much, but I could just, I, I could just see him in in the four. You know, I know there's eight runners, but I could just see him not too far away from from the from the pack. You know, if they go off like stink, he could definitely. I think that he's the one that would be suited most if they really, really went hard, and I'm sure they will. This is a group one at the end of the day, yeah, over six. So, like you know, that was sort of my thinking. You know, you got a lot, a lot of these types are bred for speed, aren't they? Mm. Um. I just, but I still keep coming back to the Lucky Vega race. Uh, the two races in Ireland, I think they're stronger form, and I think it should be favourite. But I am very, very scared of Method. I think it's slowly, slowly approached by Martin Mead, Frankie on board. I think at, very similar to advertisers, wasn't it back in, uh, a couple of years ago? You know, similar sort of profiles. Mm-hmm. Even though they had one group <clears throat> one beforehand, but Lucky, Lucky Vega for me, Andy. No problem. Um, I think this is an absolutely fascinating race. It, it, this is this is such a... I've, I've been looking at this race all week. And the way I see it, if Tactical didn't run in France on that really, really testing ground, would he be 12 to 1? P- possibly not. If Supremacy had ran in between... You know, if that vintage stakes wasn't um, 58 days ago, like, I don't know if people remember how impressive that really was. I know the form has kind of taken a few knocks. Minzal, I'm just not sold. Yeah, I'm not sure that Jim Crack was up to too much. Like it, it that that would bring me down to to four. Then I I I wouldn't be fancying the Learjet personally. Lucky Vega, I do agree with you guys. She'll probably be a shorter price. I think Charterhouse has the potential to pick up some pieces and possibly. You know, he could be one arriving late. I think Method is an absolute monster, though. I think the reason this horse has been off 70 days, he just did not He did not look like the completed article. Um, I, I know there's been a... Because Memas wasn't 
a three-year-old, he was retired at the end of his two-year-old career. A lot of people are saying, you know, will they train on? Now, obviously, they, none of them are three-year-olds yet, but the fact that he has three runners in the middle part that are two 11-4 shots and a 9-2 shot tell you that these are not to be messed around with, the, these Memos Colts. Mem, like Method has really, really... He's, he's taken... A, as you said, Steve, he's taken... Martin Mead has taken a bit of time with him. Like, this is a horse that absolutely pissed all over a Group 3 winner last time out at Newbury in the shape of Mighty Gurkha. He won the Group 3 at Kempton. Um, yeah, it was just... Like, he embarrassed him. And he, the race was put to bed in the, in the matter of strides. I think this horse could be an absolute monster um, in terms in the, in the sprinting division. Lucky Vega is, is definitely the best horse coming over from Ireland. Rated 117 with a huge rating. Very, very impressive in the Phoenix Stakes. What I will say is Aidan O'Brien only runs one horse here, uh, Lipizzaner. And it's very rare that you get to the middle park stakes and Aidan O'Brien hasn't trained a group one two-year-old winner just yet. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's fired a blank in Ireland. Um, Shale's trained by Dunica, so... Um, he hasn't he hasn't had any two year old group one winners yet. Lipizzaner is a big boy. He has a huge stride. Now Lucky Vega beat him half a length on his debut. That was Lipizzaner's second run because he did have one run pre lockdown. He won a pretty tidy conditions race though at Navin. And uh, you know, there was some that was a decent race for it wasn't a it wasn't a listed race or a group race or anything like that, but the four horses that went to post were very, very useful. And I just think this horse has so much improving to do. I think this is going to be the gamble horse on Saturday. I think this horse is going to come for absolute extortionate money. I think this could go off a, a five to one, eleven to two shot, just solely because he's Aidan O'Brien's only runner. People will. I, I can just see people latching onto this horse. Yeah, I, 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 I think where you're coming from, and he definitely, he, he like, he has some form there. If you delve into the form, it definitely puts him in the mix, mm. and he. Probably way overpriced. I could could really be the fly in the ointment. Horrendous ground as well. I just I know like he's been beaten by the Learjet and the Norfolk, but you know how many of Aiden O'Brien's horses bombed at Royal Ascot, especially the two year olds. Um, I know Lucky Vega beat him, although that was off a seventy seven day seventy seven day break. Now I know it was only Lucky Vega's <laughs> debut, so that was a huge effort by by Lucky Vega, but. Oh, I don't know if I want to go with Lipizzan or Method now. I've nearly talked myself out of Method, believe it or not. But, um, Deck, Deck, who, who is uh, your pick for this race? Um, I, I think Lucky Vega to beat the Deirdre. Still going with that. Fair play. Yeah. Still going to go with the forecast, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I do think if Lipizzan could be the fly in the ointment here, but... Um, you know, it's 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 the roll of the dice at, at Lipizzan, and as you said, the gamble could come on Saturday. But right now, you know, the money could sway it to have a bet there once you see it coming. But right now, I think Lucky Vega to beat the Lurge. I see. Um, and stay. What about yourself? Yeah, the thing I didn't mention was uh, I forgot to mention was about Minzow. Was he he beat Devil Wilder quite well in the gym crack, but Devil Wilder was. Sort of seventh of eighth last week in the uh, in the Mill Reefs. That's probably a little bit of a negative against it, you know. But um, I'm I'm sort of with you, Andy, on method. But I'm I'm going to go with a form. And I think the fact Lucky Vegas four to one, nearly two points bigger than methods. 
I think it's wrong, really. I think he should be favourite. So for me, that's that's my bet. Right, so two for Lucky Vega. Um, and it should really be three for Lucky Vega because you know me, I'd always go with the higher graded form than the potential. Um, I, I like I always, especially in like you know those derby trials where you see probably a John Gosden horse turning up at odds on that won a, a Wolverhampton novice Stop in December. About well, coming. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but oh, I just yeah, something struck me about method. Something struck me about that horse. I, I think he could be quite special. Frankie de Tori has almost certainly butchered the price, like eleven to four. He's priced within an inch of its, his life, to be brutally honest. He'll win next year's Commonwealth Cup as well, won't he? Once, once I decided yeah. to stay a mile. God, I okay. Look, I'm going to go with Method, and I'll probably have a saver on Lipizzaner because he's the type of horse I think you could back on the exchanges on the Friday night or the Saturday, and you could probably lay him off at half the price before as he's going into the stalls. He's he. I can see a lot of money coming for him. So. That brings us on to the Bet365 Lottery Handicap, otherwise known as the Cambridgeshire, where we have 29 runners. Um, who wants to throw their first dart here? Um, on, Steve, what about you? Let here? I'll let Deck go. <laughs> you want to have Deck? Oh, Deck, I hope you're... Hope you're... <laughs> oh, yeah, I just get the chalk out for the blackboard there, so we have to go. Right, I'll let, I'll let you get your blackboard ready there. I'll... I'll um. Look, the one I see here, Steve, um, and kind of a, a nudge to yourself here, um, Charlie Fellows is running King Carney here, who you tipped on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago with a, quite a nice price. I think it was 16 to 1 you tipped him, and he went off a lot shorter. Yeah, uh, the rain came. He ran really, really well. And look, he probably found the mile a little bit too sharp. He was only beating three quarters of the length, coming back at the line. Really, really nice run. Like, you know... Really put his 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 form behind him. Uh, his really really disappointing, um, his disappointing Derby trial at Lingfield, and then he was really really poor behind Russian Emperor at Ascot. But he dropped back into handicap company. Camer Waters had his balls chopped off as well, which might have helped. Definitely. Um, yeah. So and and he was just coming back at the line. That mile was just a little bit too sharp and. I didn't think Cambridgeshire at the time. I don't know why. I was in Cork at the time, so maybe I was just preoccupied and relaxed. But like, this is just his. This is just a tailor-made race for him. Yeah. Did we feel that he really? Was, he didn't go off quick enough at Newbury. Did we feel we never used? He never used too much enough use. He of needed to use his stamina. Now, I, I, to be brutally honest, I would not want to see him try and make all in the Cambridgeshire. Like, no. I know, I know Newmarket is a fantastic front runners track, but making all against twenty-nine rivals. Like you'd want to be, you'd want to be trying to win the QE two after trying to do that or something, or the champion stakes. I just can't see that being a, a proposition. But he's got that lovely stride, isn't he? Which he was talking about with his, his yeah. Pontefract when he was a two-year-old, you know, where he, mm. he sort of took it up, turning for home, didn't he? He's got a real, mm. real big stride on him, and where he has got he's... that stamina from the Derby trials, you know, you sort of wonder. But yeah, sorry, Andy mm. Carroll, anyway. No, no, no. I'm no, agreeing I was... with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've nearly came to the end here now. To be to be brutally honest, I I do quite like King Carney. He's around a, a twenty to one shot, I think, of him, if I'm not mistaken. Twenty fives in places. Look, I think that's a fine each way bet. You'll probably get about twelve places on the day or something ridiculous. It's because it's the Cambridgeshire. Um, yeah, one uh, one or two firms going twenty five to one there. Um, I'd be happy to roll with that as a selection. To be honest, um, I I t- just on on what we saw at Newbury. Um, Steve, do you want to talk a little bit maybe about Sinjari? Because yeah, yeah, I know you had a bit of success yeah. with him at York. 
definitely agree with everything you just said. I'm sort of, it definitely will be a save for me. 10% of the money seems to have been for him the last couple of days. Was he thrown out of that race that King Carly won? Or was he? Well, I don't think he was demoted, was he? He won the race at Newbury, which King Carly was in. That was on soft ground that day. It's sort of another Roger Charlton also seems to have been given a slowly, slowly approach and improve with every run. He since beat last year's... Uh, he won the Ascot, didn't he? Beat last year's Royal Hunt Cup winner, Afark. Blown by win. Cap Francais, who, who had sort of ran in the Epsom Derby Troll a year ago or so. But I'm I'm always one of the... You know, I sort of stick to what I know and what I trust. I back, I back Sinjari in the, in the John Smith's Cup. And I'm... I'm I want him again at 14. The one I backed him a couple of weeks ago, but I'm, I'm sort of I'm a little bit worried about the trip being on the sharp side. I think he needed every every yard of that mile and a quarter at York. Um, if there's rain, if there's a bit of softness in the ground, I think it will believe it up for him. Tom Mark one seems to be on a unstoppable at the moment, especially with the Haggis horses as well. Will he get out pace? Is my main is my main sort of worry about him. At thirteen to two, I think he's a bit on the skinny side. <coughs> there, and I could sort of see him flying home and <coughs> cursing your luck, if you know what I mean. But mm. the other two I looked at in the race was a certain lad. If you go back to that John Smith's Cup, he sort of nicked four or five links at St. Jar in that race with George Bass claiming seven pounds. They're sort of level back on board. They're sort of quite even on the weights with that race, and he's sort of gone on since. And uh, he won the was it the Rose Lancaster or was it the Skybet? Was mm. he won? He won the Skybet, yeah. The Skybet, yeah. He ran the Rose Lancaster, where he's second to uh, extra elusive of uh, Roger Charlton as well. So Charlton probably has a good form line through that. But um, having back Sinjar, I wouldn't advise him again at around six to one mark. But the one I do like, as well as King Carly, was Sebuska. Now he seems to have been been every major dance, you know. He's running the he's running the silver uh, hunt cup. He's running the clipper, I think, at York. He's running the Shreps at uh it's not called the Shreps anymore, is it? At York, uh the Golden Mole at Goodwood where he got no run whatsoever behind prompting. Twelve to uh fourteen to one, nine stone eleven seems a lot of weight, but I think he's one of them also that's capable of carrying it. So for me, I think he it will definitely be in the mix of Busker. But uh, King, King Carney for me, with Sebuska being another each way. Okay, and um, Deck, is that blackboard ready? Yeah, yeah, just just putting the chart down. Um, look, lads, he's now... I mightn't even watch this race. Um, <laughs> Stout and more combined over the last 21 days, 40%. Um, still to last 21 days 30% and more is 20% um, and that's the Revo about 12 to 1 if, if I did want to throw my money away I yeah. can't buy the stats that, that's where it's direct me there's no great Sawyer stats at, at Newmarket the weekend so there's, there's actually not an awful lot of stats to go on um, or other than those, I probably won't even watch the race. That's well, I probably won't be having a bet in it myself. But if it was a, a gun to my head scenario, King Carney is just too big of a price. And I know Charlie Fellows may have been struggling for winners a little bit, but I think he had a winner today. Um, so 
I think he had a winner at Newmarket there. So I'll be taking King Carney at 25 to 1 with about 15 places or whatever they're offering us in the Cambridgeshire days. <laughs> so, um, Stay, what about yourself? Yeah, I'm sort, I'm sort of with you. Like I say, we're off back Sinjari. I can't really advise him at sixes, but um, I think I think Sabaska, Sabaska will definitely be in the mix at full scenes. And Deck, you're you're having the Ryan Moore, um, the the Ryan Moore Sir Michael Stale combo with Derivo. Is that correct? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, fantastic. So we're coming across to some real racing now at the Curra, and uh, we've got the. The Beresford Stakes over one mile yet again for the two-year-olds. So this is basically essentially the Irish equivalent of the Royal Lodge, um, except probably it's going to be a lot more testing the ground. And we've got 13 runners going to post, which is incredibly rare for the Beresford. There's usually about, you can usually count the number of runners on one hand, um, and there's usually a one-to-three shot. But this year um, is not the case, which is, which is pretty good to see. Um Pretty competitive. Um, I, I, I'm staying here. Thirteen, well, thirteen to eight. The field, high definition. Who who came from the the Curra Barracks to, to to win his maiden? He came from absolutely nowhere, and um, to get up in the depths of the line, which which looked quite impressive. Um, out of the respectable race, Mare Palace. I think she was a group winner uh, for Aidan O'Brien. Uh, we've Ace Aussie in here, uh, for Jessica Harrington. Brazil, another Aidan O'Brien colt. Um, he, he's thrown half half his. Stable at this, they're looking in there as well. Southern Cape, and um, we're gonna have all sorts of colors and caps from the Aiden O'Brien yard in here. By the looks, and um, look, this looks like a very, very competitive race. Stay, I, I have you had any chance to look at look at, not, at this not particular? Heat, or... I've sort of I did see high definition debut and sort of sort of sprouted wings in it going away at the line. Aiden doesn't very rarely loses this race either. Interesting that Wells got one in there. It's nice to see him having a good runner in there. The son of the bar we had to fashion a proper, proper uh, Shadwell horse. But I'm going to listen to you boys on this. You, especially you, Andy. You, you would have studied this race backwards and forwards about ten times. I know Declan <laughs> stuck up Jack Duggan and Snapperatory a few times, but I'm going to just listen to you boys. It is nice seeing the the broom as you mentioned her fascia there. If I'm not mistaken, she was second in Tagruda's Oaks. It was a one-two for Shadwell, and um, what a what a mare Tagruda was as well. So, and um, no, she, she imagine she stayed in training four. My God, that that was that was an absolute travesty. But look, that's the story mm-hmm. for another day. Well, she badly mm-hmm. drawn, wasn't she in the arc? Anyway, that's another story. Yeah, that's again. Look, we could we could reminisce about that. But and um, Deck, do you see it in here? Yeah, look, we're going to cut straight to the chase here. Aussie, Ace Aussie and, and Brazil. Like, you go to Colour Sergeant, they've both beaten Colour Sergeant, and Colour Sergeant was, was second to, you know, was second to both of them and second to Thunder Moon. And you're just looking at the both of them, they're both 8 to 1. Um, I, I look through the rest of the field, you can, you know, you, you can find some reasons to back them you can find some reasons not to back them but I just like that little line of form um, through the both of them Brazil and, and Ace Aussie you know they're both named after countries as well funny enough um, two colour sergeant and, and the Thunder Moon and you know we we mentioned the national stakes um, more than once and I, and I think the two of them are really really good value at 8-1 Uh 
yeah, do you know what? Being the summer and the flat season and, and me not having much of a bet, it could be another reverse forecast maybe this time. But uh, it, it, it's a competitive race. You can, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't delved overly deep into it, but I, I know you can you can find some reasons to back plenty of them. You can find some reasons not to back them, but I just like that little line of farm. Uh, and particularly when the two of them are, are coming up the same price, you know, they're either, either Dutch or bets or, or do a reverse forecast. Mm. There's, there's going to be no in-between here, is there? We're, we're either going to have our own TV show by next Monday or else they're going to be coming for our heads and you're going with these reverse forecasts. There's not going to be... <laughs> but look, um, it, it, look I, 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 I'm some set deck. I'll give you that. Um, I, I actually think we're going to get a result here. Um, as as impre- I thought high definition was very very impressive, but I, I I just don't know if he would he would uphold the form, uh, with with the horse he beat uh, the the guard brother Wordsworth. Yeah, you know usually when you know so obviously the second string can win those maidens, but they they do quite rarely get it wrong. And you did even see it with Mogul this year. He eventually showed us what he could do with that monstrous performance in France. Um. I'm not a hundred percent sure I'd want to be taking thirteen to eight about uh, high definition here, and I, I kind of feel that you guys feel the same here, especially you, Declan. Anyway, hmm. the one I I really like here, and he's twenty to one. I'm a bit bummed out that he's twenty to one because I thought we were going to get a much much bigger price. I still think you will on the day. I think you get thirty threes or forties about this horse that I'm about to mention. Uh, it's Andy Oliver's horse, Lifetime Legend. You know he's still a maiden jumping up into group two company and that's why I'm surprised he's only 20 to 1 this is a horse that was beat you know he's beaten 15 lengths by Brazil on heavy ground on his debut but you'd always forgive a horse for their first ever run Brazil had a plenty of experience under his belt as well um, I think he had two runs sure he does reappose here now he went off 20 to 1 for a Galway Festival maiden Beaten three quarters of a length by Kiprios, who's um, uh, my glare horse now trained by Aidan O'Brien. Now, Galway maidens, especially the two-year-old maidens, they tend to be very, very strong. And Flying Visit was a sixth-length winner at Lestole um, today, Thursday, at a time of recording. Very, very easy winner. And he was third. Um, Serez, I think that's a nice filly by Farah. Or sorry, a nice colt by Farad, trained by Noel Mead. Cleveland, who was fifth, beating a long way for Aidan O'Brien. I think he could be a very, very nice player next year. He's just bred for stamina. I've reason to believe, I think this this Galway maiden is going to be really, really worth following. And Lifetime Legend was second. I And Andy Oliver, he usually doesn't name his horses this high unless he thinks they're good. My suspicion is this horse could well be for sale. Um, sold to Willie Mullins sold <laughs> yeah I, I think he could be for sale maybe they're looking for the Hong Kong boys to come knocking on the door or something but I just don't see why they'd risk A, a handicap mark you know or even you know they, they could have gone for a maiden this horse is very capable of winning a maiden yeah. um, or they could have just gone along with him I just think this horse might be quite smart um, now we, don't get me wrong he has to improve quite a lot and I would be looking for bigger than 20 to 1 but if he is 30 trees or bigger, which, as I said, should become available on the day, I'm going to have a few quid each way on this lad, and he's going to be my selection in the race. 
Um, so with that said, Steve, do you have any selection or even tentative selection? Not really, Andy. Now, look at Salukan. What he's fifth of five at Killani. Why is he in this mm. race, Andy? Uh, well, look. That in, in fairness, that was a winner. You know, it is Aidan O'Brien. That that was a winner's race. In in fairness to Sir Luke, and that was a not an easy race to make your debut in. Like like, uh, Snapper Kertria, if I'm saying that right for for Joseph O'Brien. Snapper Aitry. Snapper Aitry. Yeah. That's one. <laughs> I butchered that. My God. Um, but look, he's a he's a smart horse. He was second. Uh, Bubbles on ice. She is no mug whatsoever. She has a bit of like she was fourth in the Moigler. Um. You know, so no stopping her was a was a maiden winner at Gowran, um, and I think she's rated in the nineties off the top of my head. I, I maybe at least mid eighties, um, and then, you know, it was just highlight of of Dermot Wells there. He was, or he was, I think he was lacking a little bit of experience on the day. I think that was his first ever run as well. And then there was Sir Lucan, so was he long, was just pitched into. It was a long time yeah, ago so, as well, wasn't it? You know, just. Um, mm. I'm not, I'm not sticking up as a bet by any means, but it's just an interesting runner for also hasn't run since July to be in a race yeah. of this stature. It's, yeah, no, they obviously it's, think a bit it's of fascinating him. and it's um you wouldn't put it past and, the um, torture. It is quite interesting. He's actually a brother to Sir Dragon A. I can just say it like Camelot out of Sparrow, I'm pretty sure that's a that's a full sibling to Sir Dragon A, who was sold for about a hundred million down to Australia though, <laughs> ridiculous yeah. money. It sort of reminds me of a horse of O'Brien's a long time ago, I don't know if you remember him called Ten Dolka. Sort of uh, after the cricketer, yeah, he sort of won. Well, Thatching. he sort of won mm-hmm. in June and he was never seen again. And then he ran, he never ran again into the jewel house. And he was, it was a fast mm. finishing third. I think I'm not trying to think of the year it was, but um, I think I even won it that year. But yeah, it was um, it's just an interesting runner anyway. 33 to one. I saw one obviously Padraig Beggy as well. He's not he's not adverse to winning a big race, is he? But who well, who who's riding him? <laughs> who's... What was it? Your mate. <laughs> the old work, Padre. The <laughs> and look, we do all know how crooked Our... and bent this racing is. So this ter- 33 to 1 shot I'll probably go and scoot in because you know how disgraceful that is. Now, right, Dan? Exactly. We can all go mad about it, can't we? <laughs> yeah, right. So, Deck, do you have, um, Steve, do you have anything there or are you, uh, are you sitting on the fence? Not really. You sort of, sort of basically said about the, uh, the favourite. Wordsworth was quite fancy, wasn't it, in the race where he got beat? Maybe he didn't run his race. No, I, I, I really haven't got anything handy. I'm, I'm not going to just stick something up. I just, I'm not looking at enough in depth, if I'm honest. Mm. And, and Deck, you're, you're shooting from the hip here with a forecast, is that correct? Well, I mean, this is not shooting from the hip. They're, they're <laughs> number one, number two. They're both in hand after countries. They're both eight to one, and they're both beating colour sergeants. It's nailed on. Oh. I just, I just don't know which order they're gonna come in. So it's a reverse forecast this time. Look, you only need one of them to come off. But uh, I know, I do like the two. It is. I do like the two of them. You know, touch your bets or or do the reverse forecast. I'll do the reverse forecast. Lord Luke, right. speak to Luke. <laughs> right, and I'll have it. I'll happily have. Um, I'll happily have lifetime legend at, at a big price. So we do come to the bets of the week now, gents. Um, Stay. I'm going to start with oh, yourself. Um, what do you? Is there anything you like? Anything uh, that we maybe yes, haven't covered very, or? Very have? boring. I've done it. I've actually done a Yankee. Um, I've done last night. Where is it? Uh, 
old Katara in the uh, Muhara Stakes, the Philly Drake. She's a horse I've followed sort of from day one, really. She's up, she's really up against it against the Prescott horse, Alfinister, which was second to love, which some people might say is a bit of a fluke, but uh, she she won nicely before that at a big price, though. But Katara uh, in the Muhara, Ben Battle in the Joel Stakes. And Lucky Vega in the middle park. Very, very, uh, nothing original, but all around around uh, the three-to-one mark, I think they'll all go very close. And just for listeners, we can see Katara in the Muharar Stakes, uh, 2.25 on Friday from Newmarket. So I think the rest of the races are covered there, am I correct? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, perfect. And uh, Deck, what about yourself? Uh, Yeah, look, just before I mention the, Bets. I I just think the the diamond stakes are um headquarters tomorrow. Yeah, home of Friday night lights. Uh, look, crossfire hurricane and Vatican City. Two two horses we've talked about before. Uh, probably running both of them at their optimum trip. Um, Vatican City probably doesn't stay. Probably wants doesn't say the twelve. Probably wants more than a mile. Crossfire hurricane. Looks like a 10 long horse. Uh, I think they knew he didn't stay in the Irish Derby, never put him into it, but that could be a, a cracking race there tomorrow at, at headquarters. But at Le Stall, the 3.15, <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually the first forecast. Um, <laughs> get away, gorgeous. <laughs> get away, gorgeous. Dude. You'll know when, because the very man beat her at Galway. I know. Um, and we went head Yeah. And she, she won the last day. She looked good. But I also like um, Whirling Dervish, who's trained by Gavin Cromwell. And he he seemed to have got his act together. He's picked up a couple of races, was second the last day. Um, they're number 12 and 13. They're carrying the same way. And, you know, I, th- I think both of them would be in the mix. And I'm going to have a reverse forecast on, on them. It's a bloody good Where race, did we find you from? Your reverse forecast is your son, man. Um, look, so, lads, you know, we, we can all back favourites, you know. Okay, look, yeah, no, I, I'm not gonna put you off. It's all gambling for a reason. Mm, that's it. Look, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a really good race deck, isn't it? At 315. It's a, it's, it's a lovely competitive Don't handicap, yeah. Uh, good, good oh, look, they're all there. Tudor City won the leash, you know, Hearts and Trumps, Golden Spear. All our favourite horses are there, but. You know, these two are probably more unexposed than the rest of them. And, you know, no, nice little festival, the Harvest Festival. That, I, I think the two will be definitely in the mix. Just trying to identify the ones that aren't done by the handbrake, really. Jenny, man, I'm just looking through that race now. <laughs> you have quite a few well, you know, I, I'd imagine. One of yours running, Andy. Gwen Silly Burbis. Bloody hell. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, lovely horse. Um, right, I'm only going to have uh, two bets this, uh, you know, two, uh, two kind of main bets uh, th- this week. I- I'm really, really sweet on Cove and the Royal Lodge Stakes. I, I know Declan has-, has been shouting him from the rooftops for a number of weeks, but I- I'm going to put him up as a, as a pretty confident selection. I-, I really, really like this Cove. Um, so that's 150 on Saturday in the Royal Lodge Stakes. And I'm just going to stick with the Beresford Stakes. If Lifetime Legend gets to thirty three to one, with them, I hope I'm, I'm almost expecting he will. I'm gonna have a little bit each way on him, um, and then I'll have uh, to, maybe just to complete the tricks, I'll, I'll back Method 
even though it goes against probably everything that I stand for in terms that there is Group 1 form literally sitting in the race right in front of me at a bigger price. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a lot of humble pie probably on the next week's podcast, and then I'll 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 um have a little saver on Lipazaner, um as well in the same race the middle park. So, um that's that's everything from from we back lifetime legend when he's uh, in the supreme novice in a couple of years or Willie Mullins. We see if he gets that trip being by Pride of Dubai. He'd be the first Australian based sire to maybe win at the Cheltenham Festival well, probably not but you know <laughs> that Galileo might have a bit of um, influence but yeah we'll see how he goes lifetime legend maybe he'll take the timber as a juvenile but we don't know uh, but that's everything we have time for here on this week's edition of the Started Orders podcast don't forget to follow us at the USO podcast on Twitter like us on Facebook at the same terrain and um, tell your friends so appreciate that as always gents and um, we'll see you next week cheers lads thanks Cheers, that's the best.